Now entering Nerdist.com. Welcome to the Sex Nerd Sandra Podcast. Whoa, what are all these kids doing in here? Hey, if you're under 18, go ask your mom. Now that we're alone, let's start the show. <laughs> Welcome to the Sex Nerd Sandra podcast, uh, presented by Nerdist Industries. Tonight is G-Spot night. We're going to be talking about this, and it's going to be awesome. Yes. So, I'm so excited to be here. Uh, yes, I have someone amazing with me named Catherine Toyoka, who is a sex educator and sex and relationship coach and kind of an all-around amazing person. Uh, welcome, Catherine Toyoka. Hello. Hey, party people. Yeah. Are you guys ready for the G-spot? Yeah. You're going to go right. G-spotting with Sandra and Catherine? We're going to dive right in. Okay. We're going to dive right in. That's right. Um, Take our hands. <laughs> yes. Like, here we go. Into, the, in, into that vaginal vestibule. Past the thing that we don't know what it is. And, and oh, look, there's a walnutty thing. It's the G-spot. Um, okay, so... We're sex educators, and we're always supposed to be talking very uh, professional and non-judgmental about uh, our bodies, your bodies, everybody's bodies. But tonight, we're going to talk about ourselves, our own frustrations, what we've experienced, and and what other people experience, and all sorts of stuff that people ask us, right? Yep. Uh, so I'll start with my TMI, all right? All right. Uh, at, Catherine and I were kind of geeking out before the show, and we have all our toys spread out here for to talk about a little bit. Uh, I, personally, am a frustrated G-spotter. So, for all my knowledge and anatomical fascination with that area, uh, when it comes to me just there doing it with a toy, with my fingers, with a partner, there's always this, uh, it's like I'm, I'm playing Where's Waldo, and like I know exactly where it is, I feel that walnutty texture, I know I'm playing with the urethral sponge, which protects the urethra, and that is, in fact, the G-spot, but I'm not feeling that sensation that I'm looking for. And when I find it, I press it, and then it goes the other way. And then I find it again, and then I press it, and it goes the other way. So it's just this constant, like, uh, does that happen to you? It does not. No. But that's not, it's not uncommon. That's the thing. So my thing is the G-spot doesn't necessarily have to be one particular spot. Right. It's kind of fluid and it's kind of an area. So G-spot, people feel like, okay, I'm not going to find it because it's a spot. And if you don't find it in a mm -hmm. spot and it's more of an area and it feels kind of like a sponge, that's it. Yeah. Right? You're there. Even You're if it there. doesn't feel amazing. Yeah. You've not arrived. everyone Not everyone likes a G-spot, but we're talking about people who really like the G-spot tonight. Um, I really... Okay. So I think of G-spot kind of like having an air conditioner in your home, okay? Some people just like knowing that it's there and that it exists, right? There are some people who only like it when they're really hot. Like, they'll be like, okay, I'm ready now. I'm super hot. I'm sweating. I'm doing it. Then there's some people who are like, I cannot, you know, sleep or do anything. I can't function unless I turn my air conditioning on. So it's, and none of them are wrong, right? There's no wrong way to have sex, I'm all about consent. So, you know, I... Do you mm -hmm. turn on your air conditioner a lot? When I'm really hot and sweaty, <laughs> I need to be turned on. Okay, so let's go with this metaphor for a second. Because I personally have discovered something fascinating about my own body that when I tell people... 
they kind of, their eyes get really big. And it's the fact that actually with anal penetration, just inside and toward the belly button, I get an extreme amount of G-spot sensation that's kind of mind-blowing. But mm. vaginally, I'm just like, wah, wah, wah. So does that mean like I'm in the, I turn on my air conditioning when I'm in the bathroom? Or like, what does that mean in the metaphor? You know? No. So it's, it's I'm trying to, th- I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure of how the metaphor would translate to that. But okay. It's yeah. okay. It's, yeah, I'm so leaning I'm, out the I'm window. I'm, like, I'm out oh, in the hallway. No, maybe it's more of like Somewhere. a swamp cooler for you, <laughs> right? It's like not quite as powerful. You want you want something that's going to do it, but you want it less obvious, right? And that's okay because not everyone can handle direct G spot pressure. And even if you're not, most people can't take it. It's kind of like the clitoral, like the clitoris. Most people, if you kind of flick it or oh like, touch God, it right away, that. they'll be like. Well, you're not getting access to my clit for a long ass time, right? Oh, so people my, need to be warmed up. My friend uh, that I co-taught with recently, uh, when we were talking about anatomy, she's like, "Yeah, if you touch the clit with an unlubricated finger, it's like scratching a match on a dry wall." And I was just like, "Ugh." Okay, that hurts. Yeah, I was like, "Why well, that metaphor is too true?" And I don't like that. Like, was- but so I'll talk about my funny TMI. So I have what I call a shrinky dink vagina. Sounds hot. <laughs> sort of. I don't care if I've had sex the night before in the morning. It's like, so I'm, I'm making a hand movement, like uh-huh. putting it back lips? down again. Like tight. It's, I'm super tight. So there's some things, you know, and I'm part Asian. So people <laughs> think about that. Can't take your alcohol and really. Yes. That, yes. Actually, we're both happy. Like yes. at this table, we have one Asian person. If you add us up, if you add us up, the yeah. sum of our parts. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. And a whole lot of awesomeness. Uh-huh. I actually think we look, I, I love Sandra because there aren't many people that look like me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's like, like, we could be I, sisters. I see myself in you. That's, yeah. I and I see myself in you. Oh, oh See, wow. I've, I've seen myself in you. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. <laughs> Actually, right. you're really good at flirting, too. You teach a, yes. a flirting for nerds. Flirting for nerds. I'm so. a big, so I'm a wing woman for nerds Sweet. and dorks and geeks, uh-huh. and I'm married to one. So, yeah, he's an engineer. Uh-huh. And I, yes, even though I'm married, I flirt all the time. And I can teach people. She's really good. How to flirt. She, we were at a uh, sex toy convention today and she was flirting with the glass blowing guy. His name's Steel and he makes glass toys and he's really sexy. Steel Malone. Oh. Yeah. And she, I don't understand flirting. I don't, uh, like I just live my life, man. You know, like you'd love me at a, at a bar because I'd be like, what's your, what's your deal? You know, like I'm just like, I'm not cute at all at a bar. I'm like, Ugh. I'm not discreet at all. I'm kind of like predatory in Are some you? ways. I'm, I'm not discreet. You, I can, if that's what someone wants is to learn to be discreet. I can do that. I'm really good at reading people's body language, which is helpful. It's a helpful uh-huh. component to figure out if someone's saying, yeah, approach me or like, get the fuck away, man. So was I flirtatious today? Like we spent a lot of time today. Was I flirting with you? You, I don't know. Sometimes you were. Really? Sometimes you were. Yeah. Oh, was it good flirting? But you were flirting with Buck, so it was it was awesome. Was I flirting with Buck? Yeah. We were yeah. sitting next to Buck Angel, just by the way. If anyone knows who Buck Angel you is. You have to go see who he is. Um, He's man, man with a pussy, basically. Yeah. Basically, a uh, born female-bodied 
uh, realized uh, identity identify as male, mm-hmm. uh, a rad porn star, and a uh, spokesperson. But when you're eating your brownie, and then Buck Angel sits next to you, and you've got Catherine Toyoka next to you, and I'm just like, <laughs> it's a little overwhelming. All the so uh, sex educator goodness. So that was hot. So like, if I were you, that would be a good G spotting moment because I was hot and I was ready. hot. Like, that would have been the time when it's like, okay, you can do it now. Yeah. So enough playing with my, you know, neighbors, right? Go for it. Go for me. You can knock now. That Uh, was such a great moment. Anyway, um, getting back to your vagina. Yes. uh, It's a shrinky dink. Right. It's It's a shrinky dink. Does that mean that you're all like, ooh, lubricated and loose and relaxed? Not loose, like, mm, but like, you know, relaxed. And then the minute you orgasm, bam, tight as a little button. It's, okay, so it's... I don't know how to describe it, except if I'm not being penetrated, okay. and when I, at the point when I'm trying to be penetrated, okay. it's like I'm a virgin all over again. It's like, oh, wow. So I not usually- the, Not like the, it hurts, it hurts, get oh, away, no. stop. No, like, no, not no, that one? No, oh, it's okay. like, wow, you can hear, <laughs> like, there's actually, like, people can hear, like, a popping sound. Like oh. during penetration, I'm like, I'm not going to record it for people, but yeah, but I, I've I've heard comments of people like, "You're popping." I'm like, "Okay." Wait, well, are we like, or like, uh, like, uh, it's like, like, it goes in, like it's like kind of like you're around the, you're around my entrance, okay. you're getting me excited, and then it's like you go in, it's like. Now, is this like the entire canal? Because the vaginal canal is only three to five inches long and it's right. like an envelope. When you're not turned on, it's flat. And then as you get turned on, it tense up and elongates. Mm-hmm. So are we talking like you're tented inside and ready to go, but you're like yes. external, you're like basically vaginal sphincters like, yeah, just try and get in me. Yes. Oh, I like that. Yes. Oh, well, I mean, like I'm thinking about the acoustics of your vagina. And, and, and I'm, I'm very, just... and I'm very sphincter oriented and uh-huh. fixated. <gasps> I'm completely anally fixated, but we won't necessarily talk about that tonight unless we're talking about Sandra oh. and how she likes the G-spot orgasm. Oh, you know, there is, I mean, ass is a whole podcast. It's like five podcasts. Like, that's a whole thing. Um, but yeah, you know, we could talk about my ass G-spotting. That's cool. We could do that. Well, I like, so my TMI is for my G-spot, I need to be warmed up. But my favorite position, sorry, honey. <laughs> for TMI is when I'm doggy style, have a butt plug in. So I'm I'm trying to to, to describe for you guys. Uh, doggy well, style, butt people plug are pretty in, clear on the juice, and then him penetrating. Dancing. And I like the pressure of not only the butt plug pressuring on the penis, but then that double pressure on mm-hmm. my G spot. And that's like the holy grail for me. Right. I mean, geographically speaking, the G spot is a few inches in the vaginal canal toward the belly button. So if you're thinking about this, like think of like the side of a woman, just imagine belly button, G spot, vaginal canal, uh, butt plug. And there's a perineal sponge in there. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. But that's, uh, yeah, this whole thing. Um, so, Okay, doggy style penetration. First of all, I'm very jealous because this whole like, oh yeah, I don't really experience any G-spot unless I'm like having sex and then there's vaginal intercourse. Uh, and I'm like, screw you and your vagina because I'm all like, <laughs> you have to have like be breaking your fingers and like, you know, it's got to be like some sort of weird, I don't know. It's just my body is not your body. So everyone's body is okay. different. And that's okay. Totally but it's just sometimes fine. hard to be like, yeah, cool. You know, doggy style. I, I think that's amazing. You must have such a great time, like, yeah, like, like back in the day, you know, with, like, yeah. did you have any, like, 
curved cock guys that were like, oh my god, yeah, banana cock guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, and I brought, I brought a sex toy, a glass sex toy, which is um, made by Pyroxens. It's kind of like an old lover I had. So, not only fun fact, I do a lot of fellatio workshops. Not not only are they easier to deep throat because of the curve kind of works with you. They, if you're on top, so. This is I'm I'm bringing out my vulva puppets. Okay, I know you guys are looking at them. It's a big one. It's like what is that? Ten inches tall. It's, it's Anastasia Beaverhausen. And you guys, <laughs> I brought the Kardashians for you so you can play. She's got three mini vulva pulpit puppets. Uh, I think about six inches tall in burgundy velvet and a lovely light lavender satin. So the G-spot action I loved was me on top and then his awesome cock, banana cock. Uh-huh, basically, <laughs> and, it's, and it's, it's curved up. Curved up. So okay. he, so I would be on top. This is him. I'm riding him, right? And then, like, pressure, pressing down, easing up, teasing him, whatever. But then it's like, oh. And when I orgasm, I kind of, like, I probably look like I'm having a seizure, because do people and and i'm not the only one out there i'm sure but i kind of seize up i'm not like in the movies or like porn like i do scream but i seize and i kind of everything tightens and i'm like i hold on like for like i hold on like a monkey this is a weird analogy a monkey baby on his mom like i'm holding on i'm grabbing on there's no way you're like an orgasm there's no way i'm getting off rawr okay Do monkeys cling to their mothers that tightly? I think so. Really? Like, <laughs> you know, just like, you know, no, you... I'm thinking about monkey sucks now. Okay, well, you know, why not? So I'm going to um, throw out my vulva puppet it. so we can all kind of. You got to catch it. <laughs> oh. Kim just. Vulva down, vulva down. Kim just hit the floor. <laughs> okay, Corby. <laughs> and who wants. Chloe. Okay. You know, I got to help Chloe shop at the store, so I was That's on the Kardashian awesome. show. All right, so my Kardashian vulva puppets are now in the audience hands. Yeah. And it's really sexy from this angle. Uh-huh. So, the anatomy, so if people are, don't know really what it feels like, or how yeah, far it's in? Definitely, like, work out these vulva puppets. Yeah. There's, there, it's Molest in there. Molest them. Where's these, Waldo? Can you find it? These are there. They're here for you to molest, uh-huh. to love, but you cannot take them because they're my vulvas. And so it gives you a texture. It gives you that kind of texture. And, like, vaginas, if you've, like, been lucky enough to put your fingers in a lot of them, you know that they're silky smooth and fabulous. And then sometimes you'll feel Imagining. if you go towards the tummy. Remember, you always want to go towards the tummy. Yes. If you go in the back way, people probably will be like, what the heck are you doing? Get it out of me. Wait, you mean like invaginally with your fingers and then pointing down toward your tailbone? No, if people try, like say I was on this on my stomach and okay. someone wanted to go in through my vagina, but then wanted to go up towards my back. Yes. I'm yeah. like, that's not sexy, and that's not good, and I don't Wait. want your fingers in me right now for that. But I have to say, I am a fan. Okay, because I have women who've talked to me about, you know, I've never told anybody this, but sometimes when he fingers, then does the come hither the other way or puts a thumb in toward the ass, it feels really good. 
Oh, I'm all about ass. Uh-huh. ass but then how is that different? But I don't like, I don't like, I don't like the feeling. It makes me feel full, but not emotionally fulfilled because I know something's not in my ass. I'd rather, if something's going to be in my butt, I'm loud and proud about it. I'm like, yes, it's there. Oh, interesting. So you're like, this is, you know, it's not stop posing. for me. Yeah. I'm like, don't be a poser. Okay. Do it. Interesting. Okay. So, and so the Volva puppets by Dory Lane are just amazing teaching tools. I just bought one today. That's I awesome. bought a little one. I don't know what I'm going to call it. Did I, uh, motivate you to do that? It's been on my to-do list yeah. and today was the day. I mean, I met the founder of Volva puppets. Yeah. I mean, she's kind of historical and, and stuff. And we bonded in the ladies restroom, you know? over that's awkward not in the stalls we were at the you know i was lip glossing she was you know whatever it's the ladies so, restroom yeah it just gives you a nice representation of kind of what it feels like so the vaginas are really awesome and silky and smooth and then sometimes if you go towards the tummy it's going to feel a little spongy like a sponge that you know you're your significant other like hasn't quite squeezed out yet so it's kind of like you think mold's growing in there because you kind of touch it <laughs> okay so like, but you, no that's not taxi <laughs> but you know it's that wow. texture of being a half full sponge please see your OBGYN if you think that there is mold growing in your vagina yeah. Um, yeah, if you have a sponge well burn. okay so it's really interesting hearing you describe the vaginal canal okay oh excellent <laughs> thank you uh, the Kardashians have come back to the table thank yeah. you Mo um because when you, I, mean, I yes, the vaginal tissue is the smooth, lovely yes. tissue. It feels very sensual. You can kind of, uh, I don't know, it's like a sexy, if a woman is lying on her back, you can go in and it's kind of very smooth, like a you, like you're waxing a, I don't know. Wax on, wax off. No, I, I'm doing like a swooping motion that's not going to be helpful to you listening at home, dude. So yeah. sorry. Uh Work it out. Come to LA. Um, but when I'm all up in my G spots business, it's I imagine it's like warfare because it's the, <laughs> it totally sounds weird. But I imagine because the urethral sponge area, mm-hmm. and it's more like it's more like a tube that protects the urethra. So it's not a spot, but it's almost like a. I think Sherry Winston describes it as a paper towel. The paper towels and your urethra is the paper towel tube in the middle. So it's actually quite long and protects during intercourse. Uh, that's why it fills with fluid. Um, but for me, when I'm playing, there's such credit crazy, uh, like dipping on both sides mm-hmm. that almost it's like a, like a giant happy face. That's a terrible description visual. Well, it's I just terrible. talked about a half wet sponge. So that's I true. We're okay. talking about mold. But the point is, is that there's my G spot and then there's these little trenches. So I imagine little soldiers hiding on both sides and I'm uh. like, oh. Uh, attack attack and it's kind of like the g-spot and because you are can you letting them invade your ladyship or no uh they're on my side okay yeah it's okay. fine okay. but because then there's a g-spot direct on um but then you can also kind of get up into the trenches and kind of poke from both sides and be like hey hey yeah. and that's that's funny i mean not everyone likes their g-spot touched the same way and women i don't care what you may think, we have the right to change your mind. If we let you do something the night before, that doesn't mean we're going to let you do something the next mm-hmm. day or that we want to do it all the time. It's kind of like sometimes things are just a one-off, right? And that's that's our right. Women have the right to change their mind. And well, so, hormones. Yes. And that's talking about – we can talk about the entire change of life cycle, which is really interesting. Dude, okay. Uh, piggybacking 
which is a weird thing to say. Can you back my G spot? On the whole, I'm not a huge G spot. I mean, I I got my moments, but I mean, ten years ago. I was like, I would have sex and then I would have this crazy tingly feeling. I'd be like, what is that? What is that? It's like I'm still hungry. I orgasm, everything's cool, but I just can't get over this weird, hungry vag feeling. And then I realized it was my urethral sponge getting so juicy and just like, hello, I'm here. But it was like 10 years too early for me to really oh, understand what right. was happening. But I did, I was able to female ejaculate like at least three times in those years. So I did have my moments. You know, and then it's like in your hand, you're like, what is this fluid? It's magic fluid. What is it? You know, you're like, whoa. Uh, you know, I, yeah. yeah. So, And some guys really want to make their partner do that. ejaculate. Some men really want to. They'll think that they, like, have won the lotto and that they're the coolest thing. In the, like, they're a rock star. If you can make someone eject this fluid, that kind of, okay. I'm not religious, but I'm going to say, like, baptizes you. <laughs> hey, there has been there have been cultures yeah. who totally thought of female fluid ejaculate as being, like, the thing to bathe in for, like, yeah. young so youth. If guys, if guys do it, they'll think they're the G-spot ejaculate whisperer. Yeah. So if they do it once, they're going to want to try it all the time. Um, and this time in my life, like, I'm dead inside when it comes to that. Like, oh, like I right. feel, I can, I, I believe that I can female uh, orgasm. And, and I know a lot of what, first of all, female ejaculate and female orgas- uh, G-spot orgasming, not the same thing. Two completely separate things can happen at the same time, cannot. So an orgasm doesn't have to be accompanied by fluid necessarily. Uh, it's a weird concept to get your head around, uh-huh. but... Yes, it's 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 a weird concept. I always get a lot of when I when I'm talking, I always get a lot of hmm looks yeah. at me. But yeah, it's, it, there are some people who ejaculate a lot, like after they've orgasmed, totally. and it just trickles out and trickles out and trickles out. Yeah. And then there are some people who will ejaculate during, mm-hmm. and then they can just keep going because mm-hmm. the body just keeps releasing. Right. Oh. Is this the part where I totally get on that thing and everyone yes. looks at me like I'm crazy? Yes. Is that yes. that thing? I'm, I'm, I'm giving you a good... By the way, you're totally being like mature sex educator right now and I'm totally being uh, like, <laughs> I, let's I talk about... about it. I talked about a half wet sponge. Yeah, no, but you're, you look at you in your vulva. You're so way more prepared than me. Like, I think my vulva is... My, my vulva? My vulva puppet is, is in a paper bag. Like, I have a tendency when I do workshops to rest like this. Okay. So if, if you guys in the audience see me resting my head on... The mons of uh-huh. my big vulva puppet. It's a comfort thing for me. Uh, I'm just it's letting good, you know. It's a good travel pillow, too. And you can be like, hello, my name. Because yes. actually, you can make it talk. I know. Or making the labia open and closed would be like you doing your Kegel exercises at home, squeezing and releasing to so strengthen. This is me with penetration. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. You right well, there was know, a right? point of you being... Like, I'm going to geek out on the whole breast milk like, analogy. I'm like, my, my, my labia will be all engorged, but I'm just going to be like shrinky dink. Think of shrinky dink. And it's like, okay, Pop. it's there. Pop. Are you going to let me in? Are you going to let me in? Pop. It's oh. like, ah. And then I, I usually have to wait for a second to be like, ah. Is it that really intense where you put your hand on their chest and be like, no, wait, 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 stop. Yeah. Oh, my God. And luckily I've had really you know great lovers who understand that not everyone wants to be fucked like a jackhammer. No, 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 that, no, 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 no. Savor that moment of penetration, please. Yeah. Like, this is the most beautiful moment. Just the moment of penetration. Like, don't just start going at it. 
just let us have that wave of beauty because it's a yeah it's oh, i love audience applause yeah. yay so yes good I, teaching I, moment I, I feel heard um yeah so the oh. liquid okay so okay uh, um Let's take a moment to talk about vaginal G-spot uh, uh, <laughs> uh, female ejaculate fluid because it's more known now, but still people think that they're peeing because we're used to that sensation of peeing like, in the urethral area. That's what we know to be that sensation is, is pee. But actually, uh, chemically analyzed, that fluid is much closer to semen than it is to uh, urine, basically. Um, in, in kind of in the same way that like, they, you can find traces of urine in it, but just yeah. the way uh, a penis might have traces of urine in their pre-cum. They're just kind of cleansing the way before they actually come. Well, so two things come out of urethras, right? So pee, urine, and ejaculate. Mm-hmm. Fascinating and how that So happens. that's just like an easy thing to remember. Yeah. And yeah, it is very the female liquid, and it has been analyzed. I don't know who analyzes this or how they do it, mm-hmm. but scientists—they're wearing lab yeah. coats. It's very professional. <laughs> it's it's awesome that they do this, and so they'll analyze it, and it's got like fructose mm-hmm. and like proteins and minerals, mm-hmm. and it's always going to have a little bit of urine. But even if they inject dye into the urethra, mm-hmm. it's going to come out like it's not going to come out like a big blue gush because it's coming. Oh, do they do that too? They have. There have been studies where they've done dye injections into the urethra and it doesn't come out. So people, in fact, are not peeing. I love that you can already analyze it. You already know what's in it. You know urine's not in it, but we still need proof through visual, like, just to make sure. Scientific dye proof. (laughs) Yeah, so so be not afraid. Um, But yeah. uh, Breast milk. Yes. Okay. So we've said breast milk how many times now? So <sighs> the G spot and female ejaculate is kind of like almost like a a legend or lore in our culture. And so we don't know about you know where is it now? It's like wait, okay, it exists. It's the sponge that protects your protects your urethra. Uh, when you're an, in, a baby in the in the womb and you're forming, it becomes the prostate in the male. It becomes the uh, paraurethral sponge in the female. It's the same stuff. That's why you can find prostate prostate like fluid in the G spot. It's awesome. Here's the really fascinating thing. I've heard two completely separate uh, anatomy theories about. Uh, about G-spots. One is one I learned in my uh, human sexuality class, taught to me by a PhD who's a really renowned, uh, wonderful teacher. Uh, and she was at a conference where someone was giving a talk saying that the G-spot sensation is actually the back end of the clit because the clit is not just a little dot. It's actually, right. you know, it goes back into the body and then separates into two legs uh, that go under the labia. It's That's like why. a wishbone. You know, if you've seen my video on the pussy hug, you're basically accessing the legs. It's a whole thing. The point is that she was saying that this person was presenting and then this other person, this is like sex educator, doctor, drama, stands up in the middle of their really professional presentation like, no, no, that is wrong. It's a completely separate, separate section of nerves. Like it is not the back end of the clit. And they just start like dueling it out like academic style, like right there at the conference. And like all of us are like, oh, who's going to win? Oh. So, so that's the thing that I, I was telling people for a long time. Then we both went to ASECT. Right. Sherry Winston. Sherry Winston, who wrote this she's, book. She's the 
what vulva vagina whisperer <laughs> yeah she's the vulva vagina whisperer she's totally she's uh like 20 years of a doula um midwife she Nurse. knows the vag like totally like no one's business so she blew all of our minds with this little bit uh i, I have a co-worker in the audience so do you do you remember me talking about the breast milk thing all right it's still fascinating <sighs> so capillaries the way she explained it is capillaries, our blood, uh, have walls that are about a cell in thickness. So it's really easy to feed cells right through that wall. So the blood takes nutrients to places in our body. It's good. It's a good system. We're here, right? So uh, where the uh, the G-spot, I hate calling it Dr. Grafenberg, damn you, it's named after... Well, it was the, the 1950s. Come on. Yeah, we need to name it something else. Like the awesome place. Can we just call it the awesome place? Um, so capillaries line up with these little tubulars in the gland that is the periurethral sponge, the G-spot. And some women will just gush and gush and gush. It's not like a, oh, <laughs> I squirted. It's yeah. like, holy crap, <laughs> we need a new mattress sometimes. Yeah. And so what does that mean? Does that mean that our, our G-spots are just like the size of watermelons? And then we're just like, yo, know, hmm. deflating slowly. Sherry says that what happens is after your first squirt, you're basically, your body starts pumping, just like in breast milk, how the breasts are pulling water from the blood directly into the breast to manufacture milk. And so you have that pumping sensation when you're feeding a baby. I mean, if you've got breasts and stuff. Um, you know, these, I'm pointing at my boobs. Yeah. yeah. But with the G-spot, does the same thing. So after the first squirt, it starts pulling directly from your bloodstream. And so all that liquid is actually coming directly from your blood. And that blew my mind. Well, and the, the kicker is, is that She's saying that just like breast milk, there's an unlimited supply of fluid. Mm. So it's not like you just have a couple squirts and you're done. <laughs> it's not just like this reservoir. It's like a marathon. You can yeah, just keep it's going. like you can squirt. And if you've seen squirting videos, they some people can squirt across the room. I mean, they can have they they will literally line up people and have squirting contest to see how far the furthest person can squirt and my favorite g-spot squirting story is i was watching playboy tv yes i'm a proud pervert hey and it was one of the i think it was tara's tara patrick's birthday and they had multiple cakes five cakes and five women who were squirting and they were trying and with 27 squirt on the 27 candles and they were trying to see who could squirt out. Is this not going to like stick in your head forever? Where does this exist? Is this online? Can I find this? Or Probably. This it's. I was like, oh. So I, I use it a lot in my workshops. They had five women who are known to be big ejaculators and seeing who could squirt out Tara's cakes with the 27 <laughs> candles Wait. on it the quickest. And I don't know if they ate the cake. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Was there a sixth cake? Because I'd be like. I mean. <laughs> That I would be one all, moist cake. Like we're all tested, ladies, but do we have a sixth cake in, in, in yeah. the refrigerator? Thank you very much. Yeah, wow. It's quite the visual, though, huh? You're wow. going to be thinking about it now. The next birthday cake? You know? Be like, huh, I wonder if I can put that out. But that's also aim. Like, you know, what if what if you squirt and you don't even hit the cake? And you're like, ah! Damn, you know? Waste it all. You've got to focus. It's like Jedi mindset, right? Right. I commend them and their dedication to their craft. Yes. Uh, maybe someday. Maybe someday I can be like that. You? 
Well, you know, I think the thing that porn stars are awesome, and but we need to remember, unless it's being marketed and said, this is sex education. So just like there are Olympians, right? Porn actors are sexual Olympians. This is what they do, right? So we cannot judge ourselves, our bodies, what we look like, how we perform. If we're like, you know, some people really like to get off with porn and watch it and recreate it. That's awesome. As long as you're not saying, oh, my God, I'm inadequate, I'm inadequate, I'm inadequate, right? Ooh, I said it. I thought I was going to. Sometimes I slur my words. So it was very, very succinct or uh, clear. Yes. So they're so porn stars. Definite. Think of them as sexual Olympians. You're not going to recreate that. They're they're set up in various ways where they're drinking lots of water. They figured out that they will constantly always have bottled water with them. They should get some endorsement deal if you ask me. <laughs> Seriously. But they are so they're sexual Olympians. Don't feel inadequate. And I think as a whole, I don't know about you guys, everyone else, but I I sometimes felt like I'm not gonna try something unless I know I'm good at it. Right? <sighs> it's like what do I know? I know how to suck cock well. So what have I done? I've I've done fellatio workshops, but that doesn't mean that I'm not good and other people can benefit or that I enjoy other types of sex. You just don't you have to get out of the mindset of thinking that if I'm not the best at it, I don't want to try it. Right. Because how do you know? And also they're I mean, they're actors. And so yes. even if they are I mean, and some people are urinating, I mean that is some some videos they are just, you know, releasing. So I mean, but it's great video. I mean, it looks awesome, and they're all like, "Oh my god!" Um, but they're also acting. Like so, it's yeah. so sometimes it's honest, and sometimes it's it's acting, and that's okay because it's for it's for our entertainment and our right. enjoyment, and it's fun, you know. Uh, but yeah, let's not ju- judge us on on that scale, yeah. you know. Porn is fabulous, but not a sex education. But we talk about porn tongue. Like, mm-hmm. is it, uh, you know, yeah. tongue out. It's like, if you can see the tongue, you're not doing a good job. You know, you should be up in there. And and you, know? you will see this with, with women who don't necessarily want to be with other women. They're like, they're like they'll lick it, like, the top of it, like, uh, 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 with that yeah. much enthusiasm, like, three licks. How many licks uh-huh. does it get to, to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? And they look like they're trying to figure out how many licks does it take because I'm not enjoying it. Right. So. So I'm really glad you mentioned that. I'm really glad because it's important. It's yes. very important. I know people love porn, but sometimes they compare themselves, and that's not the most awesome thing to do. For instance, some ladies do not ejaculate and hit the back wall. When they actually uh, uh, procure fluid, right. uh, they just dribble. For instance, um, dribble. Uh, in terms of, like, let's say I have a partner uh, who's just playing around, I'm turned on. I mean, part of... I think, this is my theory, part of why, for me, anally, there is some extra sensation is because to actually play with that area and penetrate, you have to give a little more, you know, more team effort into the arousal process. Right. You know, you have to be more conscientious of the person's state of mind. So I'm turned on, la la la, fingers in, and then they're just going at the G spot through there, and it's, and I'm just dribbling. But I'm technically ejaculating. Yeah. But it's cool. I'm like, Okay. It's not necessarily going to be the fireworks, uh-huh. right? So I guess that so means I do ejaculate more. Yeah. But 10 years ago, 
I actually could feel it like a little water gun. And I was oh. like, I'm awesome. Uh, so See, I would, I'm the type of person that if I knew I had that capacity, I would probably be squirting people all the time. Like, Pacha! I'm like, Pacha! Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like squirting them. Gotcha. <laughs> Pacha. Tagged you. <laughs> that was his little sex educator humor there. Might be yeah. a little off-putting. <laughs> Fun Sorry with fluids. That. Fun with bodily fluids. <laughs> yeah. What can you do uh, with them? Okay, so... Now that we've all gotten to know each other, uh, we're going to talk about uh, women who say, I can't find my G-spot. Because when I'm at work and they come in looking for toys and I can't find it, what do you say? Like, just like start, just boom. Okay. So I can say that you're not alone. Mm -hmm. And one, not everyone actually wants to find their G-spot. It's not the 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 be all and end all of their sexuality. So if you if you're in the audience and you feel like okay, I I I'm okay with not being a G-spot person, that's okay. That's great. But if you want to find out about it, it's always great to give yourself permission, right? Mm -hmm. Give yourself permission and that means permission that you might not find it on the first or second or third time. That means that you might need to have Oh my gosh, an orgasm first mm -hmm. before you are comfortable enough to explore. So it's it's really, it's interesting. I say, well, you know what? Maybe you just need a lighter touch or maybe mm -hmm. you need a um, heavier touch or maybe mm -hmm. you, you just, sometimes when people say, I've never found it, I'm like, well, have you looked? Yeah. And they're like, no. Okay. <laughs> right, it's or, like, or yeah. they, f I'll say, okay, did you feel toward the front wall and did you feel like you had to pee and they're like yeah i'm like you found it yep bingo you win or, or have you ever felt and i'm not saying like oh my god you masturbate right like i know you masturbate i'm like have you ever just felt that kind of like spongy feeling towards like your your tummy and they're like yeah i'm like okay so we're there There we go yeah so it's not, it doesn't necessarily have to be a spot though. I mean, I think that's my, my own personal bias that everyone thinks that it has to be like this pinpoint spot. Yeah. Like a, it's and like an inner credit, credit. Yes. Yeah. It's, like, it's not. No, it, it can be an area, a yeah. beautiful G spot area. Yeah. And I'm, I'm using my hands <laughs> to describe yes, an area. In a voluptuous, lovely place. Yes. And if you're like me, my G spot nerve endings are like way, like just they swaying move. algae in the sea. Just See, like, yours, your G spots are like testicles. <laughs> testicles? What? Because testicles move. They're testicles, always okay. moving. All right. Yeah. Okay. I can get that. I can so, get yeah. that. That means I have two G spots, maybe. Awesome. I don't know. It sounds like you've got some awesome anatomy. I know. I, there's stuff going on down there. I don't know. This is I can feel a lot of this things happening. And that it's okay. You know, but it's like the, when you're, especially when you're a sex educator or just an open-minded sexual being, you've got like 3,000 things in your list. And every time you, you learn, you'll crack open a book, there's like one more thing. You're like, well, i got to try that. So like, I could be an awesome G-spotter when I'm 50, you yep. know? And I just like, I'm ambitious for that time, you yep. know? got to pace yourself. Just pace yourself. Maybe this is prostate orgasm year. Maybe this is your uh, gonna tie up my partner and spank him a little year. You know, just, you know, just pace yourself. That's all I'm saying. I got a an email from a virgin last night who is having a hard time staying hard in order to penetrate like girls that he's trying to hook up with because mm -hmm. he's freaking out so much. And I just wrote him like, calm down. You have like. 
half a century of fucking in front of you, just calm down. <laughs> like, it's fine. You're going to be fine. So it was fun. I don't know. It's funny. So. I think it's always... So I've been doing sex, sex education for about 10 years, and women are so complex. I think we can all agree, right? Like, it's multitudes of, of kind of stuff we got going on. But with men, it comes down to two things. Well, actually, three things. Am I gay? <laughs> Am I big enough? And how will I perform? And the gay thing is like, I don't know. Do you like to have penetrative sex with men? Do you like to blow men? Is, is it something that you fantasize about? Or is it something that you like to do in reality? Would you like to cuddle with a man? Is that yeah. something you'd like? I don't know if yeah. you're gay. I mean, let me see you have penetrative anal sex with a man and I'll say, okay, maybe you are. <laughs> or maybe you're just exploring and that's okay. Yeah. Or maybe you fantasize the fuck out of it. And if it were to present itself in front of you, you'd be like, okay, I don't think so. It's all okay. We're so, like, just being, like, sex positive. I know. I'm, I'm random. I'm, we're talking about the G-spot. I'm like, talking about, are you gay? Yeah. No, it's <laughs> fine. Like, there's so, like, the sex is, like, a giant, huge, like, like the biggest bowling ball ever in the world. Like, and my arms are out balls. really big. I don't know why it's a bowling ball, but it's dense. I like saying balls. Balls. This is balls. balls. I'm just thinking of balls. Balls um, to the wall. So if you can't find your G-spot, you probably can find it, but you're not getting that ex- expectation fulfilled. Yeah. So, or you're, or you've got too much pressure, right? So too, too much, much pressure, pressure, not enough permission to just be uh-huh. like, okay, I don't need to find it. I'm just going to explore. And then fingers. And it's a journey. Yeah. The fingers, they say, um, okay, the whole come hither thing, like put your fingers in and then beckon t- back toward yourself. Yeah. Do you know anyone that says come hither anymore? Like, was that like, I know. like someone was really into Shakespeare and coined that term? Uh, so I just say like, come here, come yeah. here. <laughs> like, I just, come, come, come. Come here. Like, come hey, here. you get over yeah, here. Give I don't know. Just beckon. Beckon. Uh, yes. What I, basically, but it is a come hither motion. That's a milking sensation. Would you, do you generally call it a milking? I say yeah. Milk. It's, it's basically a milking or milk. stroking. I mean, it's, it depends. Just like with the prostate. Some people like it to be, you know, tapped. Mm-hmm. Some people like vibration. Some people like stroking. Ooh. And some people like all different ty- – they'll, they'll like, okay, I want the entire orchestra. I want you to do this, that, and this, and, and we'll see what I like. So it, in, it totally depends. But I'm not someone who likes vibration on my G-spot. I like pressure that's pretty consistent that's non-vibrating. Like a full finger pressure up. Like, I, so I brought my favorite toys and they're, they're sanitized for everyone. <laughs> I didn't just go G-spotting and then bring them. They're not what? all like, yeah. So my favorite types of toys for G-spot are not vibrating, mm-hmm. but they're uh, non-porous, more, I, I tend to like luxury toys, Sumi, right? I like pretty things. I'm a pretty girl. Yeah, I like there's pretty things. There's a lot things. of glistening right, going on over there. So I like I like glass because it's virtually indestructible. You can use it as a paperweight and people aren't going to know what the frick it is. That's Be pi- like, I had that in me. Is that Pyrex glass? This is, this is Pyrex. Sweet. And it is curved like my old banana lover. Aww. I know. So I saw it and I'm like, banana man. <laughs> so I like the pressure and... It's interesting because some people like Sandra don't like. If I were to do this to you, you'd be like, "Oh, you're, yeah. you're, like, you're like knocking at yeah, Heather's I, door." I, yeah, knock, 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 <laughs> knock, 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 just, knock. Are you there? Yeah, she's banging it against yeah. her palm. So I, I, I like having it kind of rusting and then rocking. That's oh, me. 
I well, like okay, I have a delight, a fun factor delight in front of me. It's uh, I used to laugh at this toy because I thought it was ridiculous and terribly designed, and then I realized it's the best design ever. Uh, I love when I'm totally just wrong. I just learned that I'm so wrong, and then I'm like, ah, oh, humility. That's what that feels like. Uh, so uh, this is an S-curved toy. So think of the bottom S goes in, and there's a little bump for the vestibule, which is the opening of the, the vaginal canal, and then it curves back around to hit the clit, and it does vibrate. Mm-hmm. So it, it designed, it's very excellent for rocking. So I like this one, but mm-hmm. this is also not a heavy toy, right. so it's not as bossy at the G-spot as your toy. Your toy's Yeah, more I like, like if, if people are going to be in me, I like to know it, just like with the, the anal sex. If mm-hmm. you're going to be in it, be in it. Don't mm-hmm. like, I, I, need, I need warmed up, but don't like, you know... Just like, don't be a poser. All or nothing. Yeah, all or nothing. I'm like, bring you're it. In it. Commit, commit, commit. <laughs> and so the other toys I brought are pure wand, and this is made out of stainless steel. The fun wand. Yes. The fun wand. We can duel because I know Sander brought another Enjoy toy, which yes. is made out of yeah. Back to spotting. Yes. Did we hurt our toys? Don't hurt our toys. No, no. And so this is great because not only can it be used for prostate, but G-spotting, and you can use it's it's bigger on one end, and then it's got these like little bumps on the other end, which are in uh, what do you call it? Like size is it gets smaller, yeah, so just slightly. Very, yeah. Uh, okay. Have you but used? Okay, so. It's a slender I'm wearing it toy. Now. Oh, actually, I was talking to the creator today, okay. uh, Greg, and Greg. he was saying that Enjoy. he actually pared down that the pure, the fun wand. Right, this the is fun a fun wand. wand. Fun wand, pure wand. He pared that down a lot, so it's very slender and long. It has beads that you can use for anal beads yes. at one end, and then kind of a nice thin uh, with a little ball in the end for for G spot or prostate or anal or you know, it's. What, you're not only limited by your imagination. Uh, so that's like a really nice lightweight toy. It's It's got some heft to it, it but it is not – I don't know how much it weighs compared to oh, wait, the – All right. I've got both. And the pure one's kind of like – She's talk, molesting like, the – Yeah. The toys. Old school. This is like an old school telephone. Just like uh, – Yes. That's a great – That's a great way. Hello. Uh, calling me from the future. Um, so it's got a big ball on one end, a little ball on the other end. And if I, I mean, this is like double the weight. Of yours. Yes. Yeah, totally. And so this is, is, so is this a great G spotter for you? This is a great, this is a great G spotter for me and a great P spotter, but yeah, I like it. I, I like the heft. I, I like the security of knowing that it's in there. Yeah. That's me. And if you like that rad, you know, that's awesome. Yeah. Then the other one, which I just bought by this really hunky. <laughs> yeah, steel. Oh, my God. He's so hunky. He hand blows these steel Malone. Hi. His face is on the poster. I, I When I met so him, hot. and then I'm like, all right, you flirt with him. And then I he's look back. He's super hot. Yeah. So this, I, I can't even describe it. It's a it's a thing of beauty. It's a, a pink. It's like a soft mauve rose. A pink, very long. I don't know how many inches. I'm really I'd say bad. about eight no, no, no. Eight That's and a half. I just, I just did a uh, about- a sex class with a bunch of bachelorettes, and I made them be blindfolded. I blindfolded them and made them guess the length. And people always guess, over guess the length of, of a, to- a toy or dildo. Yes. They were all like, they. Hmm. Yeah. So okay. I mean, I, I don't know how long that is. I'm just saying, I observed. Okay. So it's got this awesome pink with gold sheen to it, and it beckoned me from the room. Plus. The guy who's selling it is super hot. So I said, I'm doing a G-Spot podcast. I need to have this. 
and I need to go to my room, and I need to go G-spotting, and I'll, maybe I'll think of you. Uh, so it's perfect for the G-spot. And by the way, I figured out after I bought it that he can blow these for whatever your specifications are. Oh, he does custom work? Custom. I told him he can, blow me, he can blow me a sex toy any day. Uh. But so, yes. And it's just, it's fabulous. It's got this great weight and it's not that big. So I don't like, I, I wouldn't be able to get in like the larger hump because again, I've got kind of like the tight pussy thing going on. Right. Pop. Yeah. Pop. I mean, I don't think I will ever forget that. That's Shrinky-ding. burned into my mind Shrinky-ding. now. Yeah. So I like it's perfect for me because I can it's out enough that I can, you know, tilt it and rock it. So uh, would you say that your G spot's about two or three inches in? It's kind of the general. Yeah. Oh. And it looks like like the toy that you're you're holding, the, the pink the lovely pink glass Beautiful. gold flecked art object is maybe like a two to two and a half inches wide. Because when you're buying a toy, just so you know, it's very important to notice how many fingers you and your par- or your partner use on you? Because mm-hmm. some people are one finger people. In which case, you want a real thin toy like the, the fun wand. Right. Yeah, like that's like a one finger toy. Yeah. Uh, I started out with a slimline G and, and finger, finger. Yeah, it's like totally like a finger. Maybe a man finger. I don't know. My finger is kind of tiny. Uh, but the the slimline G twenty dollar vibe plastic hard uh, like an. Uh, angled egg at the end, and this is like a this is like three across really or two. Yeah, this is this is like the the, the beginner. I don't know if I want to invest in this. I have no idea if mm-hmm. I even like this. Let me just try something. The Slimline G is an excellent first awesome. first yeah. G spotter. Unless you have money, in which case, I say get the pure wand because you have two options of thickness. Yeah, it's it's just fabulous. I mean, the sex toys that we've all talked about are body friendly and non-porous and in some ways you can think of them as environmentally friendly (laughs) they don't smell like toxic blueberry in case you've had one of those i don't know if anyone's had like the all all i can say is i don't want my ladyship to smell like my curtain liner in my shower right or be absorbing all of that residue into the yeah it's a whole thing it's a whole thing anyway uh, so what about, okay, so there's been, I don't know what's been in the air, but I would say in the last two or three weeks, I've had many gentlemen come to me and say, I want to make my girlfriend squirt. It's like the best thing ever. And I want to do this. And they're so goal oriented and you see it in their eyes and I just go, hold on, buddy. Whoa. And we, we, I have to have a conversation with them. It's like, you realize like, the pressure that women feel to impress their partners in this pornographic squirting, screaming kind mm-hmm. of way is this expectation that's just, in a lot of ways, totally killing the mood for G-spotting. And and I'm noticing this pattern with guys. Like, I don't, have you had anyone come to you? Yeah, and and I've found that once guys do it, they think again, they think they're the G-spot whisperer, and that they want to try it with every woman they're with. And if the woman doesn't do it, they think they're broken. Mm-hmm. It's like, buddy. <laughs> I have only had one person actually make me a female ejaculate. One person. Okay. And they were, first of all, they I were, want their name <laughs> and address. I'm not telling. Okay, fine. <laughs> fine. I mean, maybe I will. Yeah, maybe I'll I give you Banana Man's information. <laughs> <laughs> we'll trade. Whatever. You know, we'll get coffee. Um, but they were, there was no pressure. There was lots of... Uh, arousal and just a really casual 
I would just, I was just relaxed, laying back, hanging out, and they were just doing a very light come hither motion, or or so they tell me, and and it totally happened, and there was even an orgasm involved, and I was like, well, that's fascinating, because that's what I, and anything new sexually happens to me, I just immediately go intellectual, I'm like, well, that's interesting, and then I mean, blog about it. Uh, spiral moleskin at first and then then like a year later finally tell other people I'm like gotcha. this, I must think about this for a long time anyway my point yes. is that oftentimes the most magical things happen in bed that you want to happen you wish to happen when you let go of that goal yeah. that's my and point. that's I don't know about you but a lot of great stuff has happened to me like on accident yeah it's like oh I didn't know I could do that so it's like you're not even expecting it. It's just like this wonderful, mystical, yummy surprise. Yeah. And it's a beautiful surprise that – and here's the thing. Just because it happened doesn't mean you need to put yourself in the pressure and say, I need to recreate this just like in a lab. And I'm pounding my fists on the, on the, on the table saying, you don't need to necessarily like, – it can just be a beautiful present at that time. And yeah. sometimes it just – things come to us when we're not overthinking it. I'm going to take a moment right now. Okay. You take it. For a pop quiz. I got some prizes here. I don't know if anyone's interested, but you know. All right. Think about a couple questions for things that we've said. But first, I'm going to go with what type of glass is that glass toy? Scream it out. Just scream it out. Damn it. There were like a lot of screen. Okay. Everyone knew. There's a competition. First, I heard like, like you both there, I think, started off right there. Like you two. Uh, awesome Fraggle Rock t-shirt and awesome, I don't even know what's on your shirt, but it's exciting. Who? Oh, sweet. Cousins Band t-shirt. Wait, how about you two come on up? Luber Cockring. It's time to play. Pleasure chest. Luber Cockring. And you don't have to actually, what? You're not going to make them close their eyes and say how big it is. <laughs> no, there's going to be no deal. Like, huh? 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 A lube? Would you like a lube or a cock ring, sir? You know, one of the other things I've learned as a oh, sex okay. educator. Hey, be proud. You wear that with dignity. <laughs> Haven't you learned this from sex edu- your sex educator training? Like, women are often the ones, like, the guy will be like, Honey, go get it, go get it. And the women are the ones getting the stuff. It's just really funny. It you ha- mean that like sending them out to procure to get, sexual goods? Or if, yeah, especially if there's like a goodie table, like of, okay, here are some freebies. <laughs> My favorite is when one partner is buying the all the goods that they were obviously shopping with, <laughs> shopping together. And then the other person's just like, well, that's a really fascinating book really high up there. And they're just like in a corner, like looking at something obvious it's just really funny and but it's not really gendered i it's it flips but it's a really good it's but it's a very strong division there's always one person who's just really comfortable in the part in the part yeah yeah and the other one's just like shame filled thinking about their childhood in the corner you know so what you gonna do uh but definitely a lot of times it's surprising women are so often the adventurers it's it it happens to me I would say eight out of ten times. Wow. When I'm doing outreach, when I'm giving people lube and condoms and, uh-huh. you know, free information. Oh, right, because you do a lot of community outreach yeah. with freebies and yeah. tables. and it's usually always the women. And you oh. see the guy, like, nudging her. It's like, Maybe it's like the hunter-gatherer instinct where it's like, berries, you I know? Would, <laughs> it's, it's very, and I'm not, like, usually gender-specific with stuff, uh-huh. but it's something that almost, like, eight out of ten times I can almost say this is stuff that's going to happen. All right. No, that's really cool. 
interest interesting because I have more retail environment experience and I'm like I'm the roving uh-huh. sex educator that goes into areas and talks to people about hey do you want some lube and condoms and hey do you want to talk about sex toys and oh, I don't know if you have a yeast infection tell me more about that and I don't know I I can get you these specific condoms and I will be here next week at this time and yes I will be here and then if they don't show up I'm like Oh, they didn't want to see me again. But yeah, I I love doing outreach because you build relationships with people over time. Interesting. It's fabulous. I don't outreach to the community. They come to me in a store that's very friendly. Oh, totally. Called the Pleasure Chest. Fabulous. Yes. Yeah. It's a really, I mean, I, I, I mean, do you love, I love what I do. Do you love what you do? Oh, I don't think people can tell at all. Yeah, and no. <laughs> yeah, no passion there. No. I'm I'm the point where I had to tell Sandra beforehand, I'm like, okay, I'm so excited that I already know I'm going to sweat, so I know I'm doing a good job, right? Uh-huh. I sweat all the time. If I'm not sweating during a workshop, I know something's not uh-huh. connecting. So I'm a big sweater, and that's okay. But I'm very enthusiastic, very, very, very enthusiastic. And sometimes people are like, Whoa. Yeah. It's like, but I'm like, no, but I have a lot of information. So, yeah. And, and it's important. It's important if you want to know it. But sometimes, like, yeah, I, I just say I'm very enthusiastic. I absolutely love, 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 love what I'm doing. And I can't imagine doing anything else. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. This is happiness for me. This That's, is a happy place. Yeah. I almost chose accounting or like some math thing. You know, I, I almost went that route. Thank God yeah. for sex. Uh, so uh, it's so funny that you said that about teaching. And I realized, because I was telling her, because we we're talking about our pet peeves in terms of G-spotting. And one of my pet, well, I have a couple. One is when I masturbate or I'm trying, because you have to like develop carpal tunnel. She's the, yo- she does yoga position. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like the most athletic masturbator. Like if I really. You're a Cirque du Soleil yeah, masturbator. Yeah. I'm like a Cirque du Soleil masturbator. Like I'm, I'm up on the couch. Picture, picture I'm, that. I'm flexing over here. There's an arm in the air. I'm, I'm, it's, it's a whole thing. I mean, I, I actually would love to have Jamie Waxman on the show because she wrote a book about masturbation and we can all talk yeah, all about it. It's called Getting Off. Uh, but I like, you know, you feel kind of weird. Like guys do that when they're jerking up, but like you're trying to reach your G-spot and you're totally just hunching, just like hunching. And you're like, this is so unsexy. Right. It feels so unsexy right now. Um, P.S. If you bring your knees up as a female, if you bring up and kind of hunch over and kind of just, it, it brings your anatomy, your G-spot anatomy closer to the opening and it's easier to access. So instead of just laying out flat, but actually kind of folding Curving yourself. In. Yeah. Child's pose that shit. Mm. <laughs> Uh, but that's awesome. I realized that like my my comfortable sex educator pose for when I teach classes, I'm doing air quotes, air is quotes. hunching. Like anytime I'm like, uh-huh, you know, so don't oh. like I'm always like hunching and doing this thing, and, and it's just really weird. So masturbation and teaching, I hunch. It's yeah. Other every I have great posture any other time. So yeah, I tend to you like, sweat. I hunch. take up a lot of space when I'm when I'm talking. Like some people are like, "Wow, you look like such a nice Asian girl." How do you talk about what you talk about? I'm like, mm, well, I don't know. I blame my parents. I blame my parents. Right? And were they sex positive with you? They're both in the medical field, so yes. And okay. my mom was one of the first people. It's really funny to see my life imitating parts of her life. She was one of the first people 
who volunteered at Howard Brown Clinic in Chicago. If you guys aren't familiar with it, I would Google that shit. It is awesome. They were one of the first clinics ever to open up in the 80s, which serviced only HIV positive and AIDS patients. So because her nursing background, she was very comfortable with that. I found my first uh, masturbatory material, as it were, in my mom's mom's nightstand. She had like Nancy Friday, and then she was really into the population she served. So like I found, I didn't know there was a joy of gay sex in the 80s. God. Yeah, yeah. It's like the joy of cooking, but different. Yeah. So it's yeah. My parents were very sex positive in in my ability to talk about things like cake farts, <laughs> <laughs> or I, really talking about asses. I'm very anally fixated. If you guys like see me more or talk about me more, you'll you'll know uh-huh. that that's me. Uh, Which means you're really relaxed. You know, which means you really just you know it's relaxed. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's it's interesting, but yeah, and and, I, and I'm able to do that because I think I had this. I grew up in this medical field where I was able to talk about it in a way that wasn't like, oh my god, that's disgusting. It's like, okay, well, if you want to know, this is how it works. And yes, I did have surgery today with someone who had an angel le- like anal lesion and boy did it smell i'm like okay tell me more about that well, well these mashed that's potatoes like, are great yeah. mom good job so, yeah, that's that's that was normal conversation uh-huh. in in my family so nice yeah lucky i mean i had great yeah same thing like just really comfortable although i'm really focused i'm like is it nature is it nurture is it mixture like what why am i this person ah. but you know that's an existential question for another time uh right now uh, I'm giving Catherine the task of thinking of the next pop quiz oh. answer, and I'm going to talk about my pet peeve about society. Okay. So you think about a pet pop quiz, and okay. then we're going to ask a couple questions. If anyone has any questions, um, we have prizes. It's really exciting. Uh, better, well, not better, but like special prizes for question askers. Okay, so I have a pet peeve about women. This is going to sound so hateful. Women who do this are so scared of peeing, and they're too scared to play with their G-spots because they're afraid they're going to pee. I understand. I, Whenever I play with my G-spot, I have the same fear. I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to pee. I'm going to pee. Here's the thing. Don't let that paralyze you into not exploring your G-spot. You know what you do? There's this thing called a toilet. And you go, and you pee, and then it's better. So, and seriously, like, after sex is an amazing time. If you've had a really nice, juicy, fun, playful section uh, session with your partner, and you go, and it's like the after, after sex pee, like, do your thing, empty your bladder, your genitals are still very engorged. Women have a much longer denouement than men in terms of just relaxing into normal state of being. Uh, so, just do your G-spotting business while you're sitting there because you're over a little bucket of water anyway. So, hey, everybody wins. Like, don't let the fear of urination keep you from exploring. It's just like there is a way. And there's, what is it? I was saying like a waterproof, like just lay down a towel. I, so my suggestion, and again, you guys will probably never be able to get this out of your head, is puppy pads. We've all either know people who have puppies or have trained puppies and there are these funny little pads i wish i had brought one um and next time you're at target and someone's buying puppy pads be like huh are they buying it for their puppy are be, are they trying to do some g-spot ejaculation they're 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 cheap yeah you can Toss them throw after. them away no one's yeah. gonna be like Ooh, what were you doing right. so it's it's a great resource mm-hmm. for people who don't want to you know if you have like thousand thread count sheets mm-hmm. or 
if you don't want to buy tons yeah. of towels. Just, and then there's this, yeah. this total shame factor around accidentally peeing in front of your partner, right? And let me tell you, every partner, a lover of a female, doesn't care if you accidentally pee because most of the time you're actually going to be ejaculating and it's going to be awesome for them and it's going to be yep. fun. Everyone's going to high five at the end and be like, let's get ice cream. Like, it's going to be great. So don't let that fear <laughs> prevent you. Like, if you accidentally pee, it's like, you know what? Well, at least we got that out of the way. At least you were relaxed because that's really, you got to relax. I'm like, I'm like dead body relaxed. I'm like, please spot me. Like, that's <laughs> like how I have to relax. It's a whole thing. Uh, Question time? People are going to know so much about me. Yes, I know. I feel like you guys know a lot about us. Yeah. This is so we're friends now. <laughs> like oh. I, I, I feel community. I'm totally gonna forget to do this. Yeah. So just PS, what is your website? Oh, it is CatherineCoaches.com. Catherine C A T H E R I N E C O A C H E S. Smart, huh? I coach. <laughs> Catherine coaches. Yeah, she does consultation work. She's yep. fabulous. Beautiful website, by the way. Beautiful Thank design. Thank you. Well, you know, I gotta keep it all up. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> With my sparklies. I'm like wearing red. I, I'm uh, my, please. My Sarah, you're like, gorgeous. Yeah. Gorgeous. Oh my god. Thank you. Mm. Yeah. I was talking about website, my design. That's not oh, the point. Okay. We're, we're, do we have any questions? Question time is now, and yes. that means you can ask us anything. Anything. Okay, and that means G-Spot follow-ups. You can ask us stuff. I mean, come on. Any, we said a lot of things. So We're can, here for you. We opened up a lot of worms there, sexy worms. So we've got uh, – Catherine was amazing and brought Jimmy Jane uh, sexy kits called indulge, Indulgences. And this has a cute uh, – a feather tickler, a mini vibrator. I think it has like three speeds. The vibrator is awesome. Yeah, it's like I highly movie. recommend it if you guys have long commutes, women. <laughs> keep it in your car. I'm not saying why I know that. I'm just saying. Suggest, I'm suggesting it. When I'm digging for a vibrator in my car and I don't find it and I realize that it ran out of batteries, I am mad at myself in LA traffic. And that's not a good place to be without a vibrator. So, ladies. Yeah. So, can all girls squirt? Uh, big question. Oh, <laughs> awesome question. Do you guys want to know that? Is that like a big like, yeah? Can all girls squirt? It's almost like a religion in terms of each sex educator has their own belief system. It's not something where you just like steal a random group of women in a movie theater and then like, you know, figure, you know, like it's, can all women squirt? My answer is, and again, it's very sex positive. <laughs> Not so. I believe that all women have the potential to be able to squirt, but I don't believe that all women want to or want to explore enough and put in the actual. I'm putting homework in in quotes. Yeah, uh, homework that's required to figure that out. Some people have no desire, but I, I believe that because of what we know mm-hmm. that. M- that I would say most sort of vaginas are set up so that they have the potential to be able to. I'll say two things. One, that sounds like that's in the realm of am I broken? Because a lot of women feel like, oh, am I just different? Am I just not? You're not broken. You no. Know? And and a lot of women, like, I thought that I couldn't orgasm for, like, the first, whatever, like, eight years of my sexual activity and that was like i I was like oh i'm officially broken like there's no doubt i'm broken but that's cool because i'm having fun uh (laughs) so i think that if someone really believes they want to do it that they totally can 
but mm-hmm. it's it's also totally like your your own laboratory. It's not just to follow the instructions. Um, toys totally help. Like the pure wand has changed lives. I would say it's like the yeah. gong for the G spot. Um, it's it's pretty pretty cool. Um, but I do believe that if you want it, you can have it. But then there's this other thing, which is that the prostate right is extremely useful and complex in men's bodies. Uh, in women's bodies, it became the urethral sponge, mm-hmm. and it kind of just chilled and it kind of has a function, but it's not as, it's like, it doesn't have as much of a extreme like duty as the prostate in terms of um, creating fluid for the ejaculate, yada, yada, yada for men. So, uh, I was reading this thing in, on scientific American about female ejaculation and I was talking Nerd. about how yeah, Nerd. say it with love, not hate, Nerd. say it with love. Uh, Someone said nerd alert to me recently in a hateful tone, and I oh was like, ah. No, I'm playing. I, like, I love you, Sam. Okay, thank you. Sam, I'm sensitive. Um, and it did mention that it kind of, I hate to say the word atrophies, but it, it kind of just like mellows out. And it's like, okay, not as useful, but maybe when you become sexually active, maybe I'll be cool, you know? So there is like the, well, maybe in some women it isn't as developed, maybe, you know? But I also kind of feel like if you don't use it, you lose it. So I say like, go for it, and you never know. You know, but if you have a couple orgasms, whatever, great sex, and you feel this like weird, like itchy internal, like I need to do something else and I don't know what it is feeling, you're probably feeling an urgency to have some sort of G spotting experience. Yeah. Expulation or expulsion. What's the word? Expulsion. Expulsion. Expulsion, yes. There we go. Um, We're getting to the end. Yes. But there were some eager hands. Are are you like feeling eager to ask this question? Because you could get a cock ring if you wanted. All right. Okay. Okay. Okay, come up. Well, it will be be swift. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So, um, like, I am mostly, uh, I'll mostly orgasm from a clitoral stimulation rather than a G spot thing. Okay. But if I want it to be more sensitive with the G spot and actually orgasm from that, is there something to do for that? Mm-hmm. Or it, it still feels awesome, but it's mostly clitoral stimulation that makes me orgasm. Okay, cool. You have everything I have to give. You have gotten all the prizes, so you get a hug after. (laughs) Um, I'll say this. G-spot orgasms and clitoral... Okay, first of all, an orgasm is an orgasm, and it's awesome. So let's not try and divide and conquer here. It's all good. So uh, a more clitorally focused orgasm, there is a difference in sensation. A lot of women talk about orgasms like a, a tightening and like a like that feeling kind of like a, like a cock orgasm when, the, when um, without much prostate play but but prostate and g-spot orgasms are often talked about as like a relaxing sensation so oftentimes you're doing a completely different muscle movement to help encourage that that orgasm and and don't expect the same like yeah although some women do experience some, that some women will experience G-spot orgasms as they'll, they'll kind of say it's a full body orgasm mm-hmm. as opposed to being more of a like focused clitoral sensation. So they feel more of like, I feel it in my toes yeah. orgasm. But it's it's something that if you feel like you're being too clitor- clitorally focused, you might want to be like, okay, I'm, I'm happy. I'm, my clit's nice and juicy, and now let's do some G-spot. And what happens if I do it both together? And what happens if I take one away? Become your own expert. I 
go home and masturbate and have sex with your partner and become your own expert and figure out what you like. Only you know what you like mm-hmm. and how fabulous is it when you can share it with a partner. But my, I encourage people to go home and masturbate. That's why mm-hmm. people like coming to my workshops. Your homework is to masturbate. Become your expert. <laughs> so Explore. Explore. And don't give yourself like, I'm only going to try it three times. Just be like, okay, I'm feeling like, let's maybe try that. And yeah. Yeah. And then you know what? There's nothing wrong with being like, hmm, what did I like? What did I do? And thinking about it, you know, afterwards, when you're out of that comatose stage, Mm -hmm. be like, oh, okay, that's what worked for me this time. Yeah. I'm going to remember that. Perhaps, I mean, have a more clitorally focused orgasm, like your your old trusty. And then after, play around and see if you can encourage a different type. Yeah. You know, like not switch them out. Like tonight is G-spot orgasm night right. only, but, you know. Or you can do a menu. You can it. bridge it and you could incorporate as much G-spot play that feels nice as you want while doing all your other stuff that makes you come. And then slowly ease up on through through the years on your clit uh, external sensation and, and go more G. I mean, there's so many ways to, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's just being your own expert. Yeah. Like you can geek out deep. Yeah. Like deep on, on And that. then when you do, you can make your own stickers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm a G spot orgasm expert. Yeah. And, and, and I would buy that. If you want to talk after too, I yeah. mean, cause we're going to be around. I kind of want to see like 20,000 things, but then at the same time, it's like, Oh, look at the time. Gotta oh my gosh. This. I know. You know? It's passed. Yeah, Thank you so uh, much. Thank you so much. Catherine, what did we learn tonight? What did we learn? What? Don't ask me. I, what, I, what did we learn? What, what, we what learn? are you taking away from tonight? Yeah. We What's, learned that I like anal G-spotting. Be your own expert. Excellent. Non-porous. Yeah. Non-porous is great. How does, how does, how do you like, what's her preference for <laughs> G-spot orgasm? The back, back, back We're getting some backdoor action. Someone quietly and meekly pointed at me and said backdoor. Back yeah, door. it's it's really it's it's fascinating. Um, I recommend you try it. Uh, and and you know I learned lots about you and your uh, rinky dink, shrinky dink, shrinky dink, shrinky vagina. Dinks. People, people, you guys know what I'm talking about with shrinky dinks, right? Okay, I love them, and I just think my vagina's like one. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Pop. Uh, you know, Pop. <laughs> mine doesn't make. I it doesn't make a popping. It sound. just kind of goes mm, nice. Yeah. <laughs> just just like that. Anyway, so you've been listening to the Sex Nerd Sonder podcast presented by Nerdist. Uh, thank you so much for coming out. Please stick around if you have any questions. And uh, you, thank you, Catherine. Thank you so much for having me. For I had a coming. great time. Yes. Yay. Thank you. All right. All right. See you next time. Yay. Now leaving Nerdist.com.